Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 87 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside the Jim Wexel. Jim, last week, you you saw this coming. The Steelers lost to the Cardinals, but you had that foresight. You had the intuition, based on the research that you'd done, that this was a possibility. Well, I, I mean, I did predict the Steelers to win by seven. It might once I, I started thinking too much, right? But I did, I mean, there were red flags all over this game. And it's just like the Texans game. Have two road division games and, and New England Thursday night. Absolutely. Two and 10 team, absolutely. And then, um, you know, Arizona had their quarterback back and they're they're now two and two with their quarterback. So hmm. maybe they're not that bad. Maybe they're not, they're not two and 10 bad. Yeah. And, um, you know, James Conner has a lot of heart and uh, injuries happen. And uh, it's funny how the standard is the standard until three linebackers go down. And then Mike Tomlin <laughs> saying, you know, we had some real communication issues without a Landon Roberts. And it's like, hey, Mike, what about the standard? Isn't, isn't the guy off the practice squad supposed to know? So, uh, yeah, there were problems. Um, yeah. I, and- I'm not ready to fire the coach. <laughs> I, you know, nobody wants to hear that. It'll yeah. be in the comments section. Everybody will be ripping Tomlin, ripping yeah. me for not ripping Tomlin. I, I, I'm sorry I can't act how you want me to act, but uh, go ahead, Jeremy. You have any Tomlin <laughs> questions? Well, let's just kind of recap here. So the Steelers do lose 24 to 10 to the Cardinals. They're prepping for another 2 and 10 team this Thursday. Quick turnaround, not a lot of time to, to lick their wounds. They've got to get prepared, especially with uh, the injuries here at, at several key positions. Specifically, the quarterback position, Kenny Pickett had surgery. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about here, uh, Jim. Let, let's start. Let's let's recap the, the Cardinals game. What went wrong? Because not much went right. And I think probably the, the turning point in this game we talked about before we came on air, it was the, the fourth and one that the Steelers had an opportunity to score, take the lead, but then they give up the 99-yard drive. Uh, was that the... Yeah, was that the moment that really changed the complexion of this game? Well, yeah. Uh, the fourth and one call. Um, shotgun, handoff to Najee. You know, the slow guy starting without, you know, a running start. He got the handoff, flat-footed. And, um, I mean, that's how the play was designed. I'm not criticizing Najee there. I mean, he is the, the second-best back on the team. So you're giving it to the second-best back on the team. Um, fourth and one. And uh, you're in shotgun. I asked uh, Eddie Faulkner today, what's the advantage of giving a downhill runner like uh, Najee Harris uh, a, a handoff out of shotgun on fourth and one? And he said, we've got to make one yard. And he didn't answer my question. You know, why shotgun? Why? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, why not Jalen? Personally. But uh, uh, I know that's not happening yet. Still, we got... Aji's captaincy or his leadership or whatever it is that they keeps getting the ball first. And so um, he got stuffed. Of course, that that play was doomed. You could see it was doomed from the start. As soon as they got in a shotgun, Mm -hmm. somebody asked Najee today, uh, are are you better? Would you rather have gotten that handoff with the quarterback under center or in shotgun? And he said, man, you guys are going to take my answer and spin it however you want. So I'm not answering that. Yeah. So whatever. Okay, I mean, he had a chance to look in the camera and answer it himself. 
but I guess that would be dissension. I mean, I thought it was a crappy call, and uh, then uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think the 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 risk was crappy. I thought the defense would stop a very ordinary Cardinals offense. Mm-hmm. They did. So I was wrong on the risk. I just didn't like the play. Yeah, I mean, and there, Pickett went out the play prior. That's where he uh, aggravated his, his ankle, and we'll talk about his injury here in a second. Well, but we'll just talk about he'll be back three to four weeks. Three to four weeks, yeah. So now in comes Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Yes. Now on that play, they're in shotgun. Uh, they they ran Harris out of there. Your, your, your question is great. Why didn't Warren get the carry or – why not just sneak the quarterback? Now, I know that Trubisky's coming in cold off, off the bench, but you would think that that'd be a higher probability opportunity uh, rather than running, as you said, the the, the slow second best back. It was a full yard. I don't think a sneak was in order. You know, I thought it was poorly spotted. I thought Kenny had it snug right up against the goal, the goal line, and then maybe it's a quarterback sneak scenario, especially if Kenny's in, because Kenny's good with snakes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, moving on fourth and one lost to the Cardinals. <laughs> well, uh, but it was a flat spot. It really was. I mean, the red flags were all there and this is not that good of a team and people want to, I, I read one column that said, um, people are delusional thinking the Steelers are a good team. And by the way, it was only a five and a half point favorite over a two and 10 team. Right. So the people aren't delusional. The people set the line. It was five and a half, got up to six and a half on game day. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody thinks that the, the Steelers are some big uh, 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 powerhouse team. They're overachieving. They've been overachieving all season. Um, you know, uh, uh, people want to call this the greatest loss ever. There were 15 losses in the Tomlin era of seven points or more. Um, uh, underdogs is seven points or more. Home field has taken it into that. Six of those games were at home. They were 15-point favorites over the Raiders one year. Yeah, it just it wasn't that big of a loss. It was five-and-a-half to six-and-a-half-point favorite. Right. It's ugly because they were two and ten, but the Cardinals had their quarterback back, and they're now two and two with their, their quarterback. And that's what Steelers do without their quarterback. Yeah, and I think, too, to evaluate a loss and say it's one of the worst losses in team history – I think you have to have an expectation for the team that they're going to make a Super Bowl run or a strong playoff run. This team is not going to make a strong playoff run. Now, they're more than likely going to get in if they're able to win a few more games, but I think it's quite the exaggeration to say this is one of the worst losses when this team is just fighting to get in and get get a postseason berth. Well, hey, I'm not ruling them out for making a playoff. We're (laughs) making a strong run. It could get better. They didn't get better last week. It was a flat spot. We should see him. We should see much better performance this week. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, as far as Deontay Johnson today saying, uh, uh, we didn't. Uh, what did he say? He said that they they he felt like they took the team lightly. They took the Cardinals lightly a bit. Yeah. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he shouldn't have. I mean, what is this supposed to be? The coaches? Personally, I would have been all over those guys all week because I thought. Because I I'm I'm dreaded the flat spot, so I would have turned up my intensity as a coach. Would have gotten all uptight. Would have gotten a, a team that's playing decently all uptight. Maybe I would have screwed it all up. Tomlin mm-hmm. doesn't play that way, and sometimes it bites him. I I, I think he ought to turn it up sometimes. Because after losses, you you know you see him in practice today and tomorrow. I won't be able to see him. It'll be a 
uh, today was a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. There's communication. There's people hopping too. There's coaches barking. You know, it could come off a win over Cincinnati, two road teams. They got a two and 10 team coming up. Yeah, it was a little, I, know, I used the word frivolity on another podcast. Ooh. It wasn't frivolous, but it wasn't the barking, the discipline, the hop too that I like after a loss, which is how I would have turned it up this week just to make sure they beat the Cardinals because that was an important game, getting an important win. And I would have smelled the flats coming and I would have turned it up as a coach. He didn't. But the players, the players can't be looking at the coach. I mean, it's the players. Deontay Johnson can't be looking around saying, we did this, we did that. I mean, I I don't know that anybody's really all excited about anything Deontay Johnson has to say at this point. So, uh, I mean, everybody's got to look in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he, he is slowly, uh, I don't want to say wearing out his welcome after the contract extension that he signed, but uh, he's he's not earning himself earning himself any uh, man of the year award recognition or uh, what is it the, the chief award for the 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 press's player who uh, I mean is, he always talks to us that's not a problem yeah um, but I mean the last year's chief award winners should be seriously being considered getting yanked mason cole yeah he's a nice guy i mean i see mason i like it but man those those shotgun snaps you heard what roethlisberger said about the fumbled snap it was a screen pass for one the center is is preoccupied the center's got to do something right after the snap so that's roethlisberger said that's when bad snaps happen yeah two the quarterback is got too much to look at especially with the blitz coming and he's trying to Look through the ball is what Ben said. And sometimes you don't even look down. You hate to look down for it. Then you take your eyes off off the game, off the field. And Roethlisberger said it was a screen pass, so that pressure was even coming faster. Mm-hmm. So it was all those all those things went into that fumble. And, and then the poor snaps. There were poor snaps throughout. Uh, third and two, uh, things like that. Just hurt the timing. Yeah. And so and, uh, there's your there's your Rooney Award. You know that doesn't. I remember Ryan Clark won the Rooney Award one year, and he got up in the media room and blasted us all. He said, "When I was in Washington, they gave this award to the guy who was on his way out. I better not be on my way out." He ripped us, man. Ryan, Ryan was different. You know? Yeah, yeah. But he did win the Rooney Award for best interview, and it, you know it doesn't have to be the nicest guy. Hmm. Best interviews sometimes come from your saltiest dudes. So. Yeah, he was he was a beast. Now, re- referring to those snaps and that that fumble, that was probably the 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 second pivotal point in the game. Uh, that's when Mitch Trubisky was in there. And let's talk about that for for a moment here. Trubisky has played earlier this season when Pickett was injured. Um, now he's coming in again. He's going to get the start here Thursday night. How does it change the the complexion of this offense, or does it not change it at all? And what should we anticipate? Oh, I don't know that it changes anything, except you have to worry about interceptions now. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe you could run more with him, mm-hmm. uh, plan, design runs. Other than that, and, and, and I don't know that it's that big of a fall-off. I'd, li- I'd rather see Kenny, but I don't know that this is such a fall-off. Uh, so I, I don't see a big difference. Okay. And then the surgery that Pickett had, the 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 tightrope surgery, um, is what I read. It, it seems like something that players are able to come back and you you'd said it's three to four weeks. 
Do you see any lingering effects or, or impacts from the surgery? Have you heard I'm not anybody? A doctor, dude. You look like one with I the see, sharp jacket. Do today. I see lingering? Do I see lingering effects happening in four weeks? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll watch, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> doctor Wexel, the doctor is in. All right, Jim. So we've got our second Thursday night contest of the season against the Patriots. The Steelers are going to wear their color rush unis. This should be a game that they rebound, um, get it together, get back on the winning track. But they do have several injuries. We talked about inside backer. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, his first game back, breaks his breaks his uh, hand. Um, what are you looking for this game? How do you see it playing out? How will these injuries impact the team? Well, let's start with the inside linebackers. We don't even know who's playing it yet. Uh, Landon Roberts took part in the walkthrough today, but it was just a walkthrough. And he said, I'm questionable. And just just reading between the lines with the Landon, I don't know if he, he's feeling good about it. Mm-hmm. I, that's my hunch is that he's not feeling good about it. Now, I don't know whether he can take a shot or anything like that on game day. But uh, he was out there today with Blake Martinez and Miles Jack. And both of those guys say they're ready. It sounded like Miles Jack needs another week. Just trying to read between his lines today. Blake Martinez, um, I would look for him number 40. It's funny, Miles Jack's number 16. We said, we said, how'd you get stuck with 16? He goes, man, I'm going to make this number cool for linebackers. That's what I want to (laughs) do. He don't know how he got 16, but that's what he got. And so, um, uh, but Blake Martinez, number 40, I think he's more ready. He's been here a little longer, and he says he's in shape because he was on the Panthers practice squad this year. He says he's in shape, even though both of those guys retired last yeah. year. Yeah. So they're back. And uh, I, Blake Martinez said it's like riding a bike for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> Miles Jackson, it's like, yeah, it's like, getting on a bike, riding a bike again, right? That's the same. Once you learn how, but once you do it the first time, then you learn how. Yeah. Martina said it's like getting on a bike for the first time. So I don't know what that means. He's from Stanford, so uh, he's a pretty smart guy. And Cam Hayward today said that the plate calling is very complicated. And so I I said that to Blake Martinez. He goes, it is. No more complicated than – um, the other teams I've been with, a lot of the concepts are the same. A lot of it's the same. And, and he, he explained his studying process. He's gone through, he writes the formations out blind. He stays up late at night, real student, you know, a real mm-hmm. student in the game, but he's, he doesn't sound like he's ready to do the play calling because he said, you know, TJ Watt needs something different than Alex Highsmith. And it's, it is complicated. Yeah. But I mean, as hard as he's studying, he could get it right. But if Landon doesn't play, then somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. I don't know if Michael Walker can do it. Apparently, they weren't real happy with him after last week. Michael took uh, accountability for the Trey McBride catches and that 99-yard drive. He said, mm-hmm. he said, put it all on me. I admire his character, but I wonder how bad he really was playing, you know? Yeah. So, um, And Mark Robinson, he – look terrible nick herbig is my guy <laughs> but that's nobody wants to happen. hear about yeah <laughs> you know it's funny 
somebody told me, because I asked Terrell Austin, I said, Terrell, do you remember Chad Brown? He goes, oh, yeah. I go, you know, he moved from edge rusher to middle linebacker, inside linebacker in the middle of his rookie season. I said, why can't Nick Herbig do that? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I saw Nick do coverage drills in, in training camp. He was their best downfield cover guy. Yeah. And the way he comes off the ball, I, I mean, his last sack was like he came from an off-the-ball linebacker spot. Yeah. And he covered ground, man. He made up. He was sudden. I, I think he'd be a natural inside linebacker, just like Chad Brown was. And then Chad Brown moved back outside, and he made his fortune there. I, and Nick Nick Herbert's the same size, but qu faster. I don't know if he's quicker. Mm -hmm. Chad Brown was so slithery quick. Uh, I don't know if I want to say it, but I mean, Nick Herbig has a better 40 time by two tenths of a second than Chad Brown had coming up. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I like Nick Herbig and, uh, and Terrell, Terrell Austin said he doesn't want to do that to Nick. That's asking a lot. We've got guys in the room, blah, blah, blah. We've got yeah. guys in the room. Yeah. Uh, I mean, necessity is the mother of invention, invention. right? Yes. That, yeah. It's been a common yeah. theme here on the show. Well, call Mrs. Necessity up and tell her about Nick Herbig. I said to Nick, I, he's like, no, we got guys that can do this. I said, uh, Nick, I know you can do this. He goes, I, I know I can do it too, but I, I do what they want me to do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I would I would love to see that, but it, it's getting too late. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Someone pursued it, told me, said, after I asked Terrell Austin, he comes up to me and goes, hey, go back about three weeks. And one of us asked Terrell Austin about moving Nick Herbert to inside linebacker. And he said something like, oh, we'd have to go through like three injuries before that happened. <laughs> so I went and looked it up. It was it was close to that, something like that. Yeah, okay. Now, what about it? Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's no excuse at this point, right? Well, everybody says we need him as a backup outside guy. And I thought that's what they had Marcus Golden for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, hey, man, I don't know. Nick Kirby get Kids, kids, a ball player. Get him on field. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And just real fast, TJ Watt, his injury. I guess it's not going to be a, a factor. He's going to play Thursday. No, nobody's saying anything about the injury. Yeah. They're just, they're just saying, you know, he's not even on the injury list. Which is bizarre, you know, when considering how he looked on the field this past Sunday. But I'll take it. I, I want him on the field. So that brings us Thursday night, Patriots. Uh, the team has five more contests left to go here. After this week, they go to the Colts, then the Bengals at home, and then they're going to finish up with two way games at the Seahawks, at the Ravens. So everything is still in front of this team to make it to the postseason. And I know that there are some people out there saying, oh, why? who cares if they, they make it? They're just going to get trounced in the first round, but still an opportunity. How do you see this Thursday night playing out against the Bailey Zappi-led New England Patriots. Is Bailey Zappi leading the club? He he he's getting the start. Is he okay? Yeah. Well, uh, six foot and a half, the little guy out of Western Kentucky. Um, you know he didn't score any points last week. Got sacked five times. Uh, so um, the Steelers have a chance. And you know I'm glad you didn't uh, lump three games together like you did last week when you mushed this club. By looking past the Cardinals, and I warned you not to. It's my fault. You did. You and Deontay Johnson you were slacking all week, weren't you? 
I just want to take responsibility and apologize to Steelers Nation out there, um, you know, for <laughs> not trying for that fumble. <laughs> yeah. That was a fumble on your part. It was. But I, I, you know, they're, as I always say, they're much better in the second of back-to-back home games. They got their color rush. This is the game, obviously. Let's assume they were looking past Arizona to New England. You know, we we as Steelers uh, followers have seen this so many times, even when the Steelers stink, even when they're at down years, even when Duck Hodges is the quarterback, Mason Rudolph's the quarterback, and, and uh, they have uh, their sham, their shambles of what they what they had been. They go to some of these away places who hate the Steelers because of all their success over the years, and they act like Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are playing, mm-hmm. and they just take it out on the Steelers. And I, and I think that's what's going to happen with New England. I think this organization despises New England, wants to beat them really badly. They don't care that Tom Brady's not there. Belichick's yeah. still there. So this is this is time. Retribution. It's second of back-to-back home games. Um, I expect a much more intense effort, much more intense effort, especially after the embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the the Patriots are much better defense than the Cardinals. And mm. hey, you would rather see a soft defense than a bad offense because even a bad offense can outscore the Steelers, right? It's true. A field goals. You know? That's true. That's true. But hey, you got Mitch back there now. So, you know, he might be he might be zipping that deep ball. I'm looking for Trace McSorley to get in there in the fourth quarter. That's what I want to see. (laughs) Penn State kid. His first touchdown pass was at Heinz Field for the Ravens. I I brought that up to pursue it today. He goes, yeah, that beat the spread. Oh, my gosh. His his first touchdown pass was to Marquise Brown over uh, beat Terrell Edmonds. And it made the score 19-12, and the Ravens didn't get the ball back. Uh, Trace had gone in for RG3, injured, okay. and uh, threw a touchdown pass, his first in the NFL, and uh, it beat the spread, apparently, according to Pursuta. So, I'm going to go. People remember, some people remember certain touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go on record to say if Trace McSorley goes into this game on Thursday and throws a touchdown pass, I'm going to shave my head. I mean, I don't have much hair to begin with. I'm going to shave my head for know? next week. Yeah, you for next know. week's episode. So there we go. McSorley gets in, throws the TD. The hair comes off for episode 88. All right, man. <laughs> I think cool. that's a perfect spot to end it. That's going to do it for episode number 87. We appreciate your support of the Still City Insider podcast. Please make sure to like, subscribe, share with your family and friends. Drop us a comment. Jim, anything you want to uh, give a shout out to or plug? No. Let's send the people home. All right. They, we're going to send you off. They've, they've suffered enough. They've, you've suffered enough. Uh, we will see you back here next week, hopefully, to discuss a Steelers victory. Until then, have a great week, a great weekend, and we'll see you back here for episode number 88 of the Still City Insider Podcast. Take care, everyone. See you, Jim. All right, Jeremy. Take care, man.